Canny Cross Conversations, chatting all things dogs and running. Join me, Michelle. Me, Louise, as we chat to guests and experts about dogs and running, sometimes whilst we are out running. Welcome to this week's Canny Cross Conversations. Today we have Lara with us, who is a dog fit Canny Cross instructor plus a social media manager, and we are going to be talking rescue dogs. Welcome, Lara. Thank you for joining us today on Canny Cross Conversations. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm Lara. Um, I live in North Cornwall in Bude. Um, so I am privileged enough to share the coast path with Tilly, who is my rescue dog, who started the whole process of Canny Cross off with me. I was already a very much a trail runner, um, adopted her with the viewpoint of um, having a buddy to run with. Um, with my rose tinted glasses on, we were going to free run across the coast and trails of North Cornwall. Um, and as I think both of you know, that was a different story. So that's when Canny Cross came in. Excellent. So why did you decide to get a rescue dog and not just go for a puppy and, you know, go through the sort of normal, I don't know what's normal, but normal routes? Yeah, I'd never rescued before. So this was all completely new to me. My family had always had puppies. Um, so I was definitely going off piste um, in the family uh, for wanting a rescue dog. The reason initially was um, because I wanted an adult dog. I didn't um, really, I'm not very patient, so I didn't want to have to wait too long to run with my dog. Um, uh, I needed to obviously build her up, but it meant that she was 18 months old when I adopted her. So she was already um, an adult um, in terms of her growth. And all I needed to do was build up her endurance and, and run um, with her gradually um, to build her up to be running with me, um, well, every day, basically. So that's the main reason. Also, because a friend of mine um, was rescuing dogs regularly, she was she um, only ever rescued dogs. And I just saw it as a really wonderful thing to do and happened upon um, Tilly through a photograph and the rest was history, really. So how's that process been of getting uh, into running? Has it been a difficult one or did she adapt fairly easily? She was, she adapted very, very easily. But looking back now, um, I think all she wanted to do was bolt initially because she was very nervous, very anxious. Um, she, her history was in a pound. She'd only ever been in a pound. She was born in the pound in Spain. So she had no idea of um, free running or having access to a loving home. <clears throat> she was on um, a concrete floor in the pound with her mum and her sister. And that was her 18 months of her life. So, you know, you're talking quite a long time in a dog's life to be in that situation. So initially, I took her out with an awful, awful <laughs> harness and belt looking back now I had completely the wrong equipment it was going round my waist the typical cheap um, belt that goes around your waist with a bungee line I did have a bungee line but the harness she had wasn't ideal took her out um, and oh my god I was flying my kidneys felt bruised um, she's fast she was fast I think probably due to nervousness so yeah. she was probably wanting to bolt to be fair looking back now though we hadn't created a bond um initially she she found it very very difficult to bond and trust humans and that took months of of progress there so initially looking back um 
but she she was amazing. She she went out front. She pulled hard. Um, it's just me that needed to get the right stuff, the right setup. Um, and looking back now, yeah, I could have done with knowing a bit more about Canny Cross when we first started running together. But before, hence why, hence why I went where I did. Yeah. So before we get into that a little bit more, because I know there's a bit more of a backstory to Tilly, and uh, I, I'd quite like you to tell us that because. Yeah, she was, as you said, she was, um, it, it lived in a pound for 18 months. So Lara, tell us a little bit about how you co- how you came to find Tilly and the process of adopting her and bringing her home. Yeah, um, well, it was all done online because she was in Spain and obviously I couldn't see her. So um, I was on the, I was looking really for, like I said, an adult dog. Um, I was looking for an endurance dog because I knew I wanted to run. Um, so a German shorthead pointer was what I was going for. And I happened upon this um dog called Chocolate on the Sebra website, who are the people I adopted her through in Spain. Um, and I made the inquiries, went through the proper channels, emailed, and fortunately, Chocolate had already been a failed foster. So he, that was great for Chocolate, not so great for me. Um, but then I was offered an a Tilly. Uh, she was called Hannah at the time actually um and literally showed me a picture of her and if you follow me on Instagram you'll you'll have seen the picture but um it was just her with her eyes just boring into me (laughs) and then I went yes that's that's the one for me I didn't really have any expectations of a boy or a girl I really didn't mind and as I think as soon as you see a dog even if it was only online there was something that said yes that's my dog so it wasn't a very long process to be fair um it was about a month from that moment to having her transported to the UK that she came on the lorry um they come twice a month well they yeah they are now doing um trips again twice a month with up to 20 dogs on the lorries um and they're finding new lives in the UK um and so really I just had to get the house ready for her so we had to have a house check obviously um and one of the charities uh down here were able to house check for Spain so that was fine I got checked um we got the all clear and then all the paperwork was done Spanish end she's got her passport she's got all her jabs she was spayed as well because she's um, 18 months she was spayed when she came here um and then I just had to go to Taunton, which is about an hour and a half away, to meet the truck. And that was like nothing else I've ever experienced. I mean, granted, I've never rescued a dog before. So I've never been in a rescue shelter myself. I've never been to a dog's trust or anywhere else. And so I went to the Sainsbury's car park in Taunton. That's where we had to meet them. And I was there waiting for this. Were there Sorry. other people there with you waiting? There were, oh, yeah, right. there were 20 dogs. There were 20 dogs being um, shipped. There was another two couples there with me. Um, they were waiting on a dog. Um, and then many of them, they were co- they were going all the way up to Scotland. So this, oh. this was a mammoth journey for the dogs and for Nick, the driver, um, who I got to meet. And so, yeah, we were one of the first stops and there were just opened the back of the truck and I just oh I think you've seen the video or you've heard me talk about the video 
Um, but it was really emotional. I've never seen so many dogs um, in one place. Uh, I mean, they were go- all going to great homes, but I just got really emotional when she came out and I'm starting to do it now. <laughs> Sorry, Lara. <laughs> um, when she was there, Nick got her out of the crate and um, yeah, she was just wide eyed, obviously looking very nervous. She didn't know yeah. what was in store for her. And there was this woman that took her off, you know, into her car and made the journey to Bude. And she's she's starting her new life. But it was it was so emotional. It was an amazing process. The guys in Spain, and I'm sure most charities are the same, made it super easy for us. Um, made sure everything documentation-wise was done. There were no delays. And they were just wonderful, really, really nice. And just actually Nick gave me a hug when I started to cry when the truck was opened up. And yeah, just passers by actually were hugging us and, you know, congratulating us on what we were doing. And it was just, yeah, a very, very emotional time because, you know, I'd never met her. We'd never seen each other. So this was my first meet. You <laughs> <laughs> could have taken an instant dislike to her, bless her. But she's lovely. Well, we have met her. Yeah. So she is yeah. <laughs> um, do you still keep in touch with the charity now, or is it? Yeah, that in, in actual fact, I posted about the charity today on my Instagram. I'm doing um, a December challenge with them. So we're running every day for 5K, we're running every day through December to oh, raise wow. money for the charity um because obviously like everybody else they've been hit pretty badly through the pandemic and there were obviously times when no dogs were coming through the the shelters were full their medicals and um food costs were through the roof um so yeah I'm still in touch with them I'm still on their whatsapp group and actually it was lovely to see um another couple of dogs that were adopted into the UK they're in Ivy Bridge which is near Plymouth so not too far away from me and one of them came for a Canicross taster session with me. He's called oh, wow. Bryn. And he did amazingly well. And he came from, you know, the same place that same Tilly place. came from. So, yeah, well, yeah. we'll put all the links to your charity uh, thing in the show notes. For, for oh, that would be great. People. Yeah. 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 Affected or want to help out then and then do please help Lara. That would be lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, because we're going to be doing some miles through December. You are. Wow. How did the process of getting her and sort of those first few days before you, I mean, I don't know how quickly you took her out for a run when you got her. I don't, I mean, can you just sort of explain from when, when you got her that that whole process? Because there's a lot of people out there, especially now getting rescue dogs or rehoming dogs. And I think the whole process that you've gone through is actually really important. Yeah, definitely. Um, I left it about a week. Um, She was really, to the point that she couldn't look any of us in the eye. She really couldn't have eye contact with any of us. She was extremely shut down and nervous. Um, So it took her a week, really, to just be comfortable in a home. She'd never been in a home before. Um, Such alien surroundings for her. So it took her, well, I, I, I took her out after a week of being here um and I we, we'd already been down to the beach on a lead and things like that but I'd never tried running with her so a, a, a week and actually looking back it was probably too soon for her to be fair but you know with hindsight everything's fine isn't it you go oh if only but actually um it was a really great way of me bonding with her and building her trust I think that's why it worked so well for me um even though I felt it was quite early now looking back I think it was probably the only way I was going to build trust 
and build a bond with her because she wasn't able to play. She's never played. Um, she she never understood play. I mean, it was never part of her growing up, never part of her socialization. Um, so it really was the only way I felt I could build trust with her. And it came very, very quickly. You know, it didn't take very long. Obviously, when we started, she was amazing. She was pulling out front. We were having the time of our lives. I was enjoying myself a lot. And so was she. So that in itself helped us to create that special moment. Um, when you're out with each other and you're having a great time, you instantly feel a connection, don't you? I think yeah. everybody knows that feeling when you're instantly connected with an animal. And, and that's what we were doing. And I was probably going out two or three times a week with her like that. Um, and very, very quickly, her muscle tone started to form. She had, she was pretty pretty skinny when I got her there were absolutely no muscle tone on her whatsoever 18 months of just sitting in a pound you know she had poor muscle tone um so she was she within, by, sorry was she by herself or was she with siblings or anything or she you... initially she was with her mother and her sister and then both of those two got adopted before she did so in you right. know towards the end but then she was fostered into um a home with the volunteers from the charity that I rescued her through. She was with Penelope for a couple of weeks. So she had been in a home um, with lots of other dogs initially before I actually adopted her. Right. But yeah, she um she she had a pretty solitary, quite sad life to begin with. Yeah, so you know, just building up the bond and the trust was really, really important for me. Chewing on something. Yeah, so you started getting into um, running with Tilly. How did you find out about Canny Cross as such? Because we've we've talked a bit about how you were in the wrong kind of kit to start with. Yeah, well, I literally just, I think I Googled um, running with your dog or something like that. Um, and a whole plethora of, of um, stuff came up on Google. Um, and I trawled through some of the sites and it wasn't some of them weren't very easy to navigate. And I couldn't really understand what it was, what kit I needed. I knew I needed kit, but I didn't know what kit I needed. Um, and then I came across a company called DogFit. They just told me the things I needed to know in a really very easy to navigate way. Their content was really succinct and, and to the point and just answered my questions, to be fair. I think that's all you want when you're trying to start out in a sport of any kind. All you want to do is find out the simplest way of getting the right tools for the job. And that's what they did for me. So I um, initially trawled through the site, read all the blogs, because <laughs> I don't go into anything half-heartedly. When I do something, I want to do it properly. So me being me, I trawled through lots of the blogs. I trawled through some of the stories that I'm, is on, on there about people who'd started with their dogs or reactive dogs, nervous dogs, um, because I had one of those. Um, and I really just educated myself, I think, through the content that they had. The next minute I know, I see on the menu of their website, trainer workshops. And that sparked a little sort of light bulb in my head. I'm already, I was already an England Athletics run leader for Women's Running Network in my area. I'd never seen Canny Cross at all in Bude or North Cornwall or any wider area that I'd been to. I'd never seen anybody run Canny Cross. 
And I thought to myself, do you know what? I think I need to do this. I need to tell people about this sport and I need to I need to do it now. So the next minute I knew I was signed up to Dog Fit's trainer course. That was in the um so I'd adopted Tilly in the September. In the February, I was going to the course. And so in the March, I was a trained canny cross instructor and was away. So it was it was just because the the information that I got was really succinct and clear and told me what I needed to do through the, having the equipment and through the trainer workshop that I went through. You learn so, so much in such a short space of time. So I was already sort of a keen runner. I, I was very sort of quite an endurance based runner. And what I wanted to do was take Tilly on the ride with me. So that sort of sparked everything then. It's interesting, isn't it? I think a, a few of us have gone through those sort of journeys. I know I did. I didn't have a reactive dog, but I had a. I've got a high prey dog, um, and and you know the the sort of way to exercise them. And like you, ended up uh, teaching. And I think that's been the same for you, isn't it, Michelle? Yeah, it has. In fact, I have you, Lara, to thank for getting me into Canny Cross and becoming a dog fit trainer myself, because I was in exactly the same position as Lara when I adopted Poppy, realised I couldn't let her off the lead, sent my husband to a pet shop to buy a, a running lead for the dog who came back with one of these things that go around your waist. That of course, yeah, it does really hurt your kidneys. Um, and then it was Lara suggested to me on Twitter, like, why don't you have a look at dog fit? And yeah, it just snowballs, doesn't it? Because you realise there's something actually very special about doing it properly and, and then helping others find oh, out I that information. Well, it's a full circle here because Michelle, you were the one that got me into Canny Cross through Twitter. So, and then obviously I've met Lara and uh, been at Canny Crossing with Lara. So, it's uh, it's a small world once you get into it, isn't it? So it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's funny how it all works. I'm looking forward to Louise and I doing our very first run in real life together as well later this month. <laughs> we are. Can't wait. <laughs> So how um, how has uh, using the proper Canny Cross Quick kit, Lara, how did that change how, with you for your running? How did it feel, the whole experience? Because we, we see still see lots of people with waist belts out, out there. And, and yeah, that's, that's not so bad if you haven't got a strong pulling dog. But obviously when you've got a strong pulling dog, it does make it. So, so how did that change your running, your Canny Cross experience? Well, it just, it was a game changer. I think that um word is the only word I can describe really how it felt um initially like I said my it felt like my kidneys were being bruised because she was pulling so hard into my back basically um when I had the cheap belt on and as soon as I put the canny cross belt on initially I had a few issues with the leg straps I can remember <laughs> seeing the leg straps going I'm not really sure about this putting them on tentatively thinking I'm not going to like this um instantly Does it doesn't look very. It doesn't look. It doesn't look very glamorous, does it? It doesn't look very glamorous, and you just think, nah, this isn't going to be comfortable because you think things around your legs, and when you're running, chafing, uh, uh, this isn't going to work. But in actual fact, um, the, the canny cross equipment is designed to run in to um, pull. You know, have dogs pulling out front. It's perfectly designed for the job that it does, and it was. It was like I said, it was game changing because the pull was coming through my rump so nowhere near my back um and I can control her so much more and that in the early days when she had obviously she hadn't learned any commands she really was a bit um 
freaked out by certain things. So we had a lot of stop starts. But I had so much more control over her speed, over, you know, there's there's a communication line between us that I could have control over. So I find I often tell people when I do a taster session that it really is the, the way that we communicate with our dogs through the running. Yeah. We're attached with the bungee line, but through your harness, you can actually talk to your dog by pulling your pelvis back and getting them to slow down using the verbal commands. Um, but obviously, I had nothing like that initially. We we had no command. She'd had no command training or anything like that. Um, so initially, it was just the fact that I didn't have my bruised kidneys. I felt more in control. Um and actually, we could have, if she was endurance built up in time, we could have gone for many more miles than we we um, did. Yeah. I was just waiting for her muscle form to build um, because I felt really, really secure and safe. Yeah, I I, I, I know we all agree because we all wear the kits and uh, it does make such a difference. Um, I never yeah. actually ran with a waist belt, I don't think, with her. I think I ran holding holding a lead to start with, which is probably just... Oh, wow. Um, so I never experienced the waist belt but yeah I think that the kit is yeah and it's really interesting actually that people you have the set and I do taster sessions people have the same reaction Lara where you sort of put this thing up in front of them and they're like what is that and where does it go kind of thing but Uh, yeah initially when I saw the leg straps I thought "Mm, don't expect me to enjoy this Um, but I I mean as we all know because we wear it um, I've worn it for eight hours 10 hours at a time at dog fest when I've been you know demonstrating and things like that and actually you don't even know it's on Um, so really it's it's an it's a no-brainer I I can't I can't imagine doing anything other than running and even walking hands-free with her when I hike her I use the kit because it it's just I can be hands-free I don't have anyone tugging me on a lead or so yeah, it just makes sense to me um, to to enable my body to not be injured, and I want to be trail running until I'm God knows how old. So <laughs> ideally, if I can keep my body in good shape, I will, <laughs> and that enables me to do it. So yeah, it was it was game changing. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree about the harness. I've I walk Poppy. I always wear a harness now, whether I'm walking or running her. But I've, I I don't wear the leg straps. I've got the Arctic Wolf harness. For walking yeah, yes so I've taken the leg straps off that because that's removable um, yeah so it's a bit easier when you're in your jeans too but I, I yeah agree. I was going to so say if easier. you're walking in jeans the, the arctic wolf harness is quite nice isn't it because you've got removable leg straps um and I know that other canny cross belts don't so that's a perfect solution to hiking in 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 the kit as well but yeah I'd never not hike in the kit even I mean I, I I did a lovely hike uh, a couple of weekends ago and it was on on the coast path and I would never let her off lead on the coast path. Um, she is off lead though now. She runs free in the woods and things like that. But um, on the coast path, I would never let her just in case she's high prey drive, she'd follow something over the cliff. And it's just the perfect way to be safe and controlled. So why wouldn't you take your kit and, and use it for hiking too? Yeah. I mean, Lara and I have done Penny Gent together with the dogs, haven't we? On yeah. a long bungee line. Um, yeah. that scrambly bit up the top is yeah, yeah. there's some good photos you feel looks that day <laughs> we did actually because we were either going up really steep inclines with dogs ahead of us yeah. or we were coming down really steep descents with dogs in front of us and everyone was oh. looking at us as if we were mad <laughs> but um you feel like saying try it you you really got to try it to, to believe it you know you've really got to 
have a go. That's all I'd say to anybody. If you're not sure whether it's hiking or running, just try out the kit because you won't you you won't go back. I know you won't, but just try it because you, you you don't know what you're missing really. It's a it's a game changer. Do you think Lara? Uh, sorry, you're Lara. Do you think Tilly has uh, come on leaps and bounds because of the Canny Cross? Oh, utterly, completely, yes. That without a shadow of a doubt. Um, we use our canny cross commands when I'm in the woods with her free running. She doesn't need to be attached to me to know that if I want to go left, left, I'll tell left, left. Yeah. And, you know, there she is. If I, I even to the point with recall and with all, all the training that I've done with her to keep her safe. Um, I still use my canny cross commands when I need to. So um, I use the behind command a lot around here because of the steep coastal descents that I do. So every time, even when she's on the canny cross line, she has to be behind me when we're going down steep descent. She's learned that really, really well. She's fantastic at that. And I even use it when she's off lead and she comes behind me and it's amazing because you just think, God, you know, these, these animals are so clever. They're so intelligent. And all we need to do is tell them what we want them to do and in a in a really safe comfortable way yeah. um and it works so yeah my canny cross commands and the canny cross training firstly it was the trust and the bond that had to form in order for us to be a team then secondly it was the canny cross commands as she was learning that she was un- learning to understand me understand that we worked as a team that I was I got her back she's got mine um and that translated into having a much better time when she was off lead you know able to run free um uh, and it's just cemented all the training we've done for for everything else through her discipline through her recall everything everything it's just been instrumental no and it's really good to hear because I think people I mean I've I've taken in a I've talked to a few people with rescue dogs and and the amount of work they have to do but I know the candy cross has has really helped them as well Yeah. yeah yeah So are there any tips that you give to someone thinking of adopting a rescue dog? Dog, Gosh, <laughs> don't expect too much too soon. That's something um, I think, like I said earlier, I probably took it too quickly for Tilly initially because it depends what dog you've got. But I had a really shut down looking back now and knowing what I know about dog behavior and dog trauma. She had deep set trauma um, and something that I would have done differently would have been to give her a bit more time to settle in the home to give her a bit more freedom we, w- we were trying to do a lot with her trying to build bonds with her quickly and actual fact she had to take her time um, but it depends what what rescue dog you've got because um, like I said she had no idea of play so we couldn't even interact with her through play whereas most dogs I think do have an element of play or socialization that they've had in which case you can do a lot of groundwork through play through making it fun um i'd just say do your homework first on the breed do your homework on whether you're going to have a young dog or an adult dog depending on what your needs are um and i guess if you've got other animals in in the pack how, how they'll how they'll fit in to to the household that you know the pets that are already in the household um, but yeah, I would take it really steady initially in the first few instances and just, like I said, do your homework and find find the best best yeah. fit for you. No, yeah, I guess, sorry, Louise. No, go on. I guess the way that you adopted Tilly, because 
because you'd never met her before and you didn't know anything about her. I mean, we we could never have done it that way because we had a dog already when we adopted um, Poppy. So we had to kind of take the dog along to the rescue centre, make sure that Bella was happy with whatever new dog we chose. Um, So kind of those circumstances wouldn't be right for us in that case, adopting a dog directly from abroad the way you did. So I think, yeah, you just have to take into consideration your own personal set of circumstances don't you yeah you do and also you know I had I had the time to spend with her I think if she'd have gone into a family that she would have been left you know that that wouldn't have worked at all she you know she was so nervous and so shut down she needed time she she needed to really settle um and I know that certain there's certain timelines isn't there for rescue dogs they say three weeks to until they you know they start to settle in three months and then three years until they're fully um you know happy but it it really does depend on your dog I mean Tilly is I think from what I've heard and I've been with dog behaviorists and I've done lots of work training her um she is a really shut down dog still I mean she still has her moments she's still never going to be that playful highly socialized dog and so I know that. So I know my limits and I know where I need to be with her. But, um, you know, you, ha- you have to go into it with your eyes open as to what you want um, uh, and what you're prepared, what the work you're prepared to put in, because it is hard work. She's been very, very hard work, but it's so re- rewarding. I mean, I wouldn't be doing any of what I'm doing right now if it wasn't for Tilly. I wouldn't be a canny cost instructor. I wouldn't be working for Dog Fit. I wouldn't be on this podcast. You know, I wouldn't have met you guys. It's a whole new world that's really opened opened yeah, up to you and it's fantastic. Yeah. And I totally get that. And I think I think you said it earlier though, you sort of said you had this vision of you running along the coast mm. path with your dog. And and I think a lot of people have those sort of visions. I know I well, I've had dogs before and my dogs have been well trained and I've been able to let them off the lead. And I was going to train this dog even more than I did with the last ones because I thought, right, I just want it to be able to do this, this and this. But I got a totally different dog. But she's taught me, you know, as frustrating as she can be, she's taught me loads of stuff. And as you said, we've we've all come along in our own journeys as well. I hate that word, but in our journeys. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah I mean, you know, they, they give you something as well as you having to do a fair amount of work. They do give you something. And she's really opened my eyes to... Um, dog behavior dog training canny cross you know just the world that she would have lived in and 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 how and how she can come through things like that and you often think to yourself well if she can do it so can I that empowerment doesn't it yeah and actually it's really interesting because we've uh the the, pod, uh, the podcasts that we're doing in this series have been reactive high prey um what else have we done oh I can't remember off the top of my head but they all you know whether you get a rescue you know we're, we're focusing on rescue dogs here but she's a reactive rescue dog you know people aren't they aren't put into one category are they they're all different things so mm. Shell and I have learned loads just chatting to experts and you know professionals about mm. it so it's um, definitely and I think you have to reach out to those people when you need them as well I've definitely reached out to um Joe Croft who's a dog behaviorist that I work I've worked with um, she's been instrumental in helping me um, in the home with Tilly um, because I know where I am when we canny cross. We, we've got that down to a fine yeah. art, but it, you know, there's other areas that you might need to, and you just need to call upon those people to help, you know, and, and ask ask for the help that they're, they're experts in. So yeah, definitely. 
No, well, it's been lovely. Where, lovely to chat to you, Laura. Where can people find you if they want to get in contact or, you know, or just follow you? Yep. So I mainly hang out on Instagram, as you know. Um, I'm let's let's go canny cross on Instagram, but I do have my website. Um, I'm let's go canny cross.co.uk. Uh, I run sessions in North Cornwall, but um, I'm happy to answer questions on anything to do with canny cross, reactive dogs, rescue dogs. Uh, just from my own perspective and my own experience, I can sort of help people, you know, talk through situations. I've done several Zoom calls with people. Um, with a similar sort of situation but yeah mainly on Instagram you'll find me there quite a lot (laughs) oh thanks so much Lara I've I've still got goosebumps from just hearing you talk about just the journey that Tilly's took you on really it's lovely I I might I might put that video up I'm still debating it because it it just moves me to tears every time I watch it and I think oh (laughs) I hate watching myself cry it was my fault as well still never mind (laughs) lovely well thank you so much for your time um as michelle said we've learned you know it's it's a, an emotional story that that that's taking you to where you are now and really with a happy ending for tilly because she's in a you know nice environment so um yeah thank you and we will see if you've got any questions then follow find us on social media or go and ask lara but please do subscribe if you haven't already leave us a review we'd love to hear um from you and we will see you in the next episode <laughs>